Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. The time comes for every young woman, and now it's your daughter's turn. She'll need your guidance and support as she prepares for her first gynecological exam. At Lancaster Physicians for Women, part of Penn Medicine Lancaster General Health, we understand. Maybe it's because all of our gynecologists are women, or the fact that women's health is all we do. We know you want her to feel comfortable to ask questions and have open conversations. That's our mission, too. Visit lghealth.org to make an appointment. I'm Brian Goldfinger from Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. We'd like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. Don't drink and drive, don't token drive, and wait till you get to your destination to reply to that text. Visit goldfingerlaw.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost in overtime to the Brooklyn Nets. Jesus Christ. By a score of 106 to 105 uh, in overtime in Brooklyn. It was Juventus night for some reason. Um, shout out Juve. But I mean, like, yeah, seriously, I, I don't... This is not a fun game to watch. Um, it was exciting in the sense that you got to see Kawhi Leonard, and it's nice to see Kawhi Leonard dominate the way that he did, and he was the main reason why the Raptors stayed in the game. Him and JV, you know, were the consistent scorers. Siakam to a lesser degree. But it, it was just a sluggish night from the Raptors who just... They played like shit, man. They played like shit. They didn't deserve to win. Now, they still had a chance to steal it at the end uh, of regulation. They had the ball. Um, they went to Kawhi. Uh, they had they had 24 seconds, right? And they, um, you know, so they had a timeout as well. Like, they, they just, they could have set up something nice, but they gave it to Kawhi to isolate, uh, you know, straight up top, just have him dribble out the defense. I don't think that's a great way to play, but whatever. Not great. Um... And, yeah, I mean, you know, Kawhi tries to get a screen from Siakam. Um, Siakam, you know, I I don't get that decision from Nick Nurse, really. Like, why would you have Pascal Siakam as your center in that situation rather than JV or anyone else, right? Because, like, like why don't you – if you're – the goal was to attack Jared Allen, right, who – um, is a center, and you know, I guess they wanted Kawhi to just dribble at him, and then you know, get him on his hind, you know, get him on his heels, and then shoot a jumper, or whatever. But th- the idea was clearly to attack the five. So if that's the case, why don't you put a real center out there so that you could actually get a good screen? Because Siakam is like 115 pounds, like he's so skinny, he doesn't really make contact, uh, and you know, Kawhi wasn't able to shake Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who did a pretty good job defensively, I thought. Um, but like, I, I just didn't understand the decision. Like, why don't you put JV out there or Ibaka? You know, one of the two of them. Um, I, I don't know, but I mean, Kawhi dribbles. You know, he gets a decent shot off. Uh, it's contested, but it's decent. It's a little short mid range jumper. It rims out, goes to overtime. Then the Raptors. You know, it's pretty tight throughout. Um, actually, Kawhi had a really good uh, game saving deflection. I guess kind of swatted at the ball is. Spencer Dinwiddie was driving to the rim just before the end of overtime or end of regulation, and uh, it was a very clean strip. I mean, when you see the highlights and the replays, you're like, I can't believe his hands are that quick. But 
Um, yeah, Kawhi was making all sorts of types of plays and overtime. He was hitting corner threes, you know, driving to the basket, donking on people. Like, it's just so many good things were happening, and it looked like Kawhi was going to carry them to the win. And the Brooklyn Nets are going to have yet another heartbreaking loss. The Nets have had enough of those, you know, losing to I mean, OKC, losing to Jimmy Butler, losing to um, Memphis, losing to Cleveland on the Alec Burks dunk. Like, they just had a lot of tough losses of late. And Memphis as well. Um, and they were on an eight-game losing streak. And it was looking that way. Like, it looked like Kawhi was going to carry them home. However... Uh, again, end of the game scenario, the Raptors have the ball. They're down one after Jared Allen has a little putback. Although there might have been offensive interference on that. I don't know. They, they didn't review. They didn't check. Didn't, I didn't think it would impact the play that much, but it looked like someone had touched the rim. Regardless, um, you know, the Raptors had a chance to win. They give the ball to Kawhi uh, once again. You know, um, the first look that they tried to get didn't really go. So they sort of backed it out. And then Kawhi was like, I'm going to take my time and make sure I get a good shot here. And then Kyle Lowry decides, oh, I'm going to set a screen for you as if you're DeMar DeRozan. And if you've heard this podcast, it's a bit nuanced, but, like, the Raptors keep trying the same shit with Kyle Lowry trying to set his little step-up screen to get, the like, a switch onto a small guard against Kawhi so Kawhi can shoot over the top. It just doesn't work, man. It doesn't work. It, it, it's... It's not a bad play on paper. It just has not worked. I don't know if it's because Kawhi's handles aren't great enough to really break down a smaller guy, uh, and and or maybe it's because they're setting this they're setting the screen so far up the like up the court that it's not really a threat. Like it's just easy to recover on that play. But also in this specific case, it just doesn't work because Kyle Lowry was ass like ass so ass three points one of eight shooting one of seven from deep. Five turnovers, like just ass in 36 minutes, ass. Okay, so like, why would you set the screen with Kalari? Because all that would do is give the Nets a chance to double Kawhi Leonard, right? And that's exactly what happened. They doubled Kawhi. Kawhi had to give up the ball. Kyle obviously is not shooting that ball. He's one of eight. Although he did take two bad threes in overtime. That I thought, what the hell are you doing? If you can't shoot and you clearly are like not 100%, why are you shooting? Uh, and Nick Nurse, why are you? Uh, I guess you can't really fault Nick for having Kyle in the game. That'd be kind of weird to mention, but I don't know, man. Three points, five turnovers, god damn. But um, yeah, I mean, they don't even get the shot off with Kawhi because, you know, Kyle decides to go set that screen. And then all of a sudden, you know, they have to go scramble. They did get a good look for Fred Van Vliet because Damari Carroll was sagging off and looking to help and, you know, made a bad decision defensively. Um, but Fred, you know, breaks the three, and that was kind of the issue for the Raptors tonight. When you look at the overall shooting, 11 to 35 from deep, not the worst performance, definitely not great, but it's the same thing the Nets shot, for example. However, it was five threes made by Kawhi Leonard on six attempts. If you take that out of the game, the Raptors as a whole shot six of 29. The supporting cast just couldn't hit any shots. And so it was a disappointing game for sure. Um, I mean, it was obviously had a lot of trap game elements. You know, they had just come off a great win on Wednesday against Philadelphia. Then, you know, they have that big game coming up on Sunday against the Bucks. You know, you want to see how they stack up against the Raptors. The Bucks lost tonight to the Warriors by a score of 105 to 95. Pretty uncompetitive game, actually. Pretty fun to watch. Um, but, you know, the Raptors had that big game coming up, and so they probably looked past this one random game in Brooklyn, and it didn't have shoot-around in the morning, which I think that usually suggests that, you know, they were probably out or whatever, so, you know, you want to give them a little bit more time to rest. But, whew, it was it was an ugly game, man. It was an ugly game. And, look, this issue of Kyle Lowry scoring, it just keeps coming up. Kyle is averaging eight points a game in the Raptors' six losses. Eight points. 
points a game. And this is the worst one of the bunch. I mean, I thought that, like, you couldn't get any lower than that Denver game when he was just trash. And then there was also just a lot of, like, the Warriors game where he was passing up the three, although he did the hit that corner three and whatever. So he kind of redeemed himself in that one. But his scoring has just fallen off a cliff. He doesn't look right physically. He just doesn't. Whether that's because he takes 100 hits a game. And tonight he had a hard hit where Honda's, you know, uh, Hollis Jefferson elbowed him in the ribs and Kyle went over and doubled over and then complained to the refs and stuff like that. But this man takes hard hits every game. We saw in that Philly game, he slipped on the floor and, like, it looked really bad, but he got back up and he took those huge charges against Embiid. But he just doesn't look right physically. He's already rested one game for the sore back. This would have been a good game to rest Kyle, or it really would have been, but, you know, they didn't. And, uh,. I don't know, man. You just Raptors need a secondary score, period. Like, it just, it's as simple as that. Like, they can get some offense from the front court. It's great. Obviously, you know, you got Kawhi as a small forward. You got Pascal as your power forward. He's doing all right. JV and Serge can score. Most JV, not Serge, not so much today, but JV was fantastic. Um, but they need more from Kyle. They, they just need more from Kyle. And if Kyle can't do that, then you need a secondary score because there's no way you can have every single game where Kawhi Leonard carries you. Kawhi played as well as he could, really, tonight, and they lost in overtime to the Nets. Why? Because Kyle just laid a stinker. You can't call this man your secondary option and have him score three points with five turnovers. And it's not just a one-off thing. It happens all the time. Let's, not be, let's be real. It happens in the playoffs, too. So... Uh, yeah, the Raptors got to do better there, and they just have to. The bench is, you know, whatever. The bench is not great. Um, you know, a lot of mysteries by OG, a lot of missed drives by OG. Um, CJ Miles is just, like, straight-up unplayable. Like, I don't know what he's doing out there, but he's just gambling for everything, and it looks awful. Fred Van Vliet is, man, they they love, Nick Nurse loves on Fred Van Vliet, man. He, he bets on Fred Van Vliet more than Fred Van Vliet does. DeLon, I mean... Couldn't get some layups to fall, but I like the way he plays the game. You know, drives to the basket, looks to create. Danny Green was completely invisible. He's from New York. I think he had some sort of function there, and he has something planned for tonight as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he had some other extracurriculars, but he only had two shots in 34 minutes. Very unusual game from Green, but uh, frustrating result. And quite honestly, the Raptors didn't deserve to win, and I think Brooklyn really deserved to win um, in this game because they've had so, so much bad luck, and the Raptors – didn't do enough to create enough of their own luck. In terms of your three stars, uh, Kawhi Leonard, number one, 32 points, three rebounds, four assists, four steals, a block, 10 of 21 shooting, five of six from deep, seven of eight from the free throw line. His athleticism is definitely all the way back. He posterized Jared Allen on a inc- like just very sneakily dunked. I guess we're just kind of used to him sort of being more methodical and stuff like that because he's sort of been on the men. But, man, I mean, you saw that in that Sixers game, that explosiveness that he had with that um, almost a free-throw line dunk, basically. And then today, um, with a couple of plays, really, um, just so impactful, so much in the zone. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, he told me that, you know, <laughs> when he watched the game, he was like, damn, it's like Kawhi has to carry a LeBron type of workload in this game. And I'm like, yeah, this is – kind of where it's at right like he's number one and then there's just kind of no number two someone will step up on most nights but you know most times they won't and part of that is because Kyle is not that guy so um Kawhi almost got them the win obviously the execution late in the game could be a little bit better Uh, I looked like he it looked like he was a little bit tired late in the game I'm not gonna lie but um yeah ultimately you can't ask for anything more from Kawhi he had a great performance Second star goes to JV, 24 points in 26 minutes, 10 of 15 shooting. Oof, two from deep. His three-point shooting isn't um, 
you know, whatever. It's not a consistent part of his game, and I don't think he's working on it nearly as much this year as he did previously. But um, it would be nice to see him hit a couple more threes because he is wide open, and those used to be just free points. Um, but, you know, JV overall pretty solid, you know, eight rebounds as well. I don't like the way Nurse kind of benched him late because, like, you know, he could have really helped create offense. The offense was really an issue for the Raptors, not defense. The Nets, you know, whatever. They don't really have good crunch time offense. Like, I think they could have been okay. Like, the Raptors basically decided to switch everything, and it worked pretty well. Like, Brooklyn only had 18 points in the fourth quarter and only eight in overtime. So you will take 26 points over the span of, you know, 17 minutes. However, like, I just think offensively the Raptors could have used JV's, you know, they could have just used some scoring. Um, and uh, But, yeah, on the most part, JV was pretty solid, finished really well, physical down low. Um, he plays really well against the Nets usually. And then in terms of your third star, I guess I'll give that to Pascal. You know, 16.6 rebounds, two assists, a steal, two blocks. You know, pretty pretty good defense all around. Had a couple of the shots that he would normally make rim out. I think that's just going to happen over time because there's no way he's going to shoot like 70% on twos all year. Like, he just he takes too many contested ones for that to go. Um, but he does have soft touch, and today it was just unfortunate. But one thing I did notice with Siakam is teams are basically deciding, okay, so you got Kyle and whoever in the pick and roll, right, JV or Serge. Um they know that Kyle's not going to score, so they're going to give Kyle as much room as possible. They're going to drop the big back to try to deter the pass towards the middle. And just to send an extra level of deterrence, they're also helping off of Siakam as much as possible to disrupt that middle pick and roll. And so that's basically where the Raptors have really succeeded. You know, on games where, you know, Kyle has a ton of assists, that's usually him spamming middle pick and roll and, then, you know, dumping it to the big man. Um, and, yeah, teams are kind of adjusting to that. And Siakam has to hit more threes or basically hit more shots attacking off closeouts. And he can do that. He can, He's had a couple of those, you know, attacking closeouts. Like, you know, he doesn't always have to hit the three, but um, it, it is a bit of an issue. And, and again, it speaks to Kyle just straight up. Like, man, in, in a game where Spencer Dinwiddie was out there, D'Angelo Russell was out there, I'm like, yo, Kyle's not even the best point guard. Like, he, Kyle Lowry had a shot at the in overtime where he pulled up. He was wide open, and he hit the backboard. Like, I was like, yo, I'd rather have Damari Carroll shooting the ball right now. It, it's really hard to watch, and he's. And I, I'm not saying this is, you know, like Kyle's just not 100. percent He's just not. He, you can't tell me he's 100. percent He can't drive to the basket at all right now. His in between game, he just never trusts it for some reason. And then you know, like the the threes are just inconsistent. Man, I mean, I'm serious. Demari Carroll literally shot better than him tonight. Demari had 10 points. He had three times as many points as Kyle did. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, the Raptors point guard situation was tough to watch, especially because Dinwiddie's getting 17, DeAndre Russell is getting 29, hitting a bunch of pull-up mid-range shots. Imagine your point guard being able to pull up and hit a jumper. Like, ugh, tough. Tough to watch. Anyway, in terms of your Joe Henderson award, um, I'm going to give that to... I'll give it to Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I thought he played some pretty good defense against Kawhi. Um, Kawhi still hit a lot of shots, obviously, but just he was decent in isolation against Kawhi. So I'll give it to him. It seems like those guys who are six eight and have big bodies and long arms usually disrupt Kawhi. Um, you know, KD would be in the exclusion because you know the Raptors really, really went at KD and I think Kawhi had like thirty seven in that game. But Stanley Johnson, you know, that type of body. It's the same thing, same deal here. I think even. Uh, Justice Winslow did a pretty good job against Kawhi in that game, too. But, you know, yeah, credit Rondé. But he had 11 points, four rebounds, two assists to steal. Mostly I'm crediting him for the defense, not the offense. Offensively, he's he's just a chucker, man. <laughs> I saw the man struggle to score on Javon Shepard at Crown League. Like, that's, it's, yeah, not a good look. Anyway, 
does it for the podcast. Uh, as always, you can read 10 things on Twitter, um, you know, at William underscore Lou. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back on Sunday to talk about that Bucks game. That should be fun. If they play like this tonight uh, against the Bucks, they're going to lose. I'm just going to warn you right now. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.